thank you for listening to our podcast. We pray that the word that you hear on this program will encourage, strengthen, and motivate you to do the will of God. Be blessed by today's message. Welcome to the broadcast today. This is Matt with Stanley Brothers Ministries. I want to welcome you. Uh, And again, I want to thank you for tuning in. I have a message today that before you tune off, for whatever reason, I want to tell you that this is a message that I want you to listen to. If for whatever reason, in the middle of the message, if you have to get out of your car, you have to make a phone call, you have to pause for whatever moment, just push pause answer the call, do whatever. And when you get done, when you get some free time, I want you to tune back in and listen to this message because it's very timely. Uh, It's a a word the Lord gave me uh, many years ago and I've ministered a couple of times at a couple of different places, but this is a word the Lord has burdened on my heart the past couple of days and I want to share it with you. I know it will bless you, but if this word, you, you hear this word and you say, this is not for me. I promise you, if you allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you, the Lord will put on your heart someone that needs to hear this word. And, I, and the Lord will want to use you to share this word with him the way that he's using me to share this word with you. So let me go ahead and get in. Uh, in Mark chapter five, beginning in verse one, if I ask you this question, do you like being called out of your name? If you were like me, and I'm sure that you are, the answer would be no. Nobody likes to be called out of their name. And I'm sure that uh, I can tell you a bunch of stories that would relate to this message, and you can do the same thing. But I want you to think about that for a second. No matter what your name is, when someone calls you out of your name, it it's not comfortable. It brings up anger. And one of the biggest things that it does is it does something to you internally. Um, If someone gets called out of their name, I know people today that they grew up in a, in a bad home, maybe their parents or their step parents, um, they didn't get treated well and they got called out of their name a lot and it shaped them to be who they are today. It, it affect, it, it affected them. So getting called out of your name, that's just think about that as, as I get started with this Mark chapter five, beginning in verse one, I'm, uh, this part I'm bringing out the new King James version says, then they came to the other side of the sea, to the country of the Gardarians. And when he, the speaking of Jesus had come out of the boat immediately, There met him out of the tombs, a man with an unclean spirit who had been dwelling among the tombs and no one could bind him, not even with chains because he had often been bound with shackles and chains and the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him and always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs crying out and cutting himself with stones. If you are familiar with this talk, with this word, you know that we are talking about this man known as Legion. Um, in this this man of the, the scripture that we just read is talking about a man with an unclean spirit, which means he was he was demon possessed. 
Uh, no matter however it came upon him, I, I don't know. But all I know is he was demon possessed. And we're going to find out a little bit more about this man. Uh, in, in verse six, it says, when he, speaking of this man, when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshiped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God that you do not torment me. For he said to him, this is Jesus speaking, come out of this man, unclean spirit. Then he asked him, what is your name? And the man answered, saying, my name is Legion, for we are many. Now, the way that I just said that, I'm sure, is not the way that of the voice. That's that, that's not the sound of the voice that came from this man when he said this, because if you were any if you are familiar at all um, with um, ever have ever witnessed someone that was demon possessed, um, depending on your background of of of, of church or um me being raised in a Pentecostal church growing up, I have seen this, uh, multiple times. I mean, to be honest with you, I've seen it more when I was younger than I have today. And I think that that's a whole nother topic because I believe that there's more, there's more people that are, that are, um, that are indulging in things that are, that are witchcraft. And you say, well, what do you mean by witchcraft? Does that mean Ouija boards and black magic and, and these? No, I'm meaning things that, that are demonic. Um, we know the Bible talks about even rebellion. Rebellion is a form of witchcraft. But this man, um, when he said, my name is Legion, for we are many, this wasn't the man speaking. This was the demons that were inside of him speaking. And again, like I said, I've been around in, in services where uh, uh, ministers and along with myself, we prayed and, and when the spirit of God began to move, we know that the enemy doesn't want to be in the atmosphere of that. And what happens is the demonic that's inside of people, that those demons, they begin to manifest. And it doesn't take very long to see that um, that a person is 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 demon possessed. We don't see that that as much. And again, this is a whole different topic because I really believe it has a lot to do with um, the enemy knows how to hide himself. He knows how to hide very well. But the same way that um, I remember being in services and the spirit of God would be was so strong, whether it be in worship or during an altar call. And I, I remember specifically this one person was just shaking, just shaking uncontrollably and it was so obvious that it was that it was demons that was inside of them and where some people would be afraid. I remember, and I, I think of this even today. Um, yes, it could be a scary thing for someone that doesn't understand what's going on. But let me tell you something. When you when 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 those things begin to manifest, it's not a scary thing. Because what's happening is the only person that is afraid is the is the, not the it's not a person. But what you see from the person is the demons that's inside of them that are trembling at the presence of the Lord that they are in. That's the only the only spirit that is afraid of fear that's in that room is actually the demonic itself. 
And uh, I've, I've, there's only been one time that I recall of being in a, a service that we prayed and the, the spirit was not casted out of this man. Um, I remember this guy, he came to service one time, and I'm not trying to say this if there's any younger people that are listening to scare you, but I just want you to be aware that there are the same way we know there's a God and we know that all good things come from God. There, there are, there are demon spirits. There are demonic spirits. And like I said a while ago, the enemy is, he, he is very good at what he does at hiding himself and covering himself. And I remember this man came in one time and he came in church and he, he would wear headphones even during the service. And he came down to the altar and while he was at the altar, it didn't take very long that those demons begin to manifest. And, um, I remember being up, um, I don't, let's see, I don't remember if I was on the guitar. It was another part of the service in the church at that time. And I remember praying, praying with this man from a distance, praying for him at a distance while watching other people pray for him. And I remember the man falling on the floor and it took four or five men to hold this man down. And he was still fighting. He was hitting our pastor just, I mean, cursing and I mean, just the, the, the craziest stuff you've ever seen in your life. And this was happening. And, um, I remember going over there and, and praying and, and doing what I know the word of God says to do to, to, for these things to be cast out. And I remember this is the only time that, that he, it, it didn't come out of this man. And I remember, uh, my pastor had, had said to him that you have to want to be set free. And this man is saying, get this out of me, get this out of me. And then the demons begin to talk. And that's why I said when this when this man said, my name is Legion for we are many, it wasn't in a normal voice. If it was the actual man talking, yes, it would have been. But for them to say, my name is Legion for we are many, you know, that's the demon speaking. And if you've, like I said, if you've ever witnessed or been in a, a service where someone was demon possessed, when it begins manifesting, it's uh, it's not the sound of, of a human's voice. And this man that I'm talking about, his wasn't either. And I remember after service was over, uh, I met the guy in the hallway and he did not get, he didn't get delivered. He didn't. And, um, and, and I'm going to push pause on that story for a moment. I want to go back and tell you and, and read what I just told you a while ago. Uh, when, when Jesus said to him, come out of this man, unclean spirit before this, um, in verse six, it says, when he saw Jesus from afar, he ran and worshiped him and, he, and worshiped him. And he cried out with a loud voice and said, what have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I implore you by God, you do not torment. He basically was saying, help me, help me. He was wanting to be free. And this man that uh, I remember in the service, he, and I didn't understand this. And I can't tell you that I fully understand this now, but I remember my pastor saying, that you have to let, you have to be willing to let this go. You have to be willing to let this go in order for these to come out. And, uh, and, and supposedly he wasn't. And like I said, I've, I've been around this many times and that's the only, and the only time my whole entire life that I've, that, 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 that I've prayed with a group of people that that person wasn't. And I know the word of God says in another part of the story of, that where there was a demon possessed man that uh, was set free and the, the disciples asked him, how did you do this? And he said, these things only come through praying and fasting. Um, I can tell you another story of uh, a man that was at, uh, at Jimmy Swaggart's church. 
uh, one time and the guy that does the translating for one of the different languages for their television, uh, he told me that he'd went to another country on a mission trip and he had prayed and fasted and he was believing for God to do these amazing things. And he said he came across this house of this man. It was a father and a mother and, the, and their son lived in an, a separate house behind their house. And he it was bricked in. He couldn't get out. And it was because he was so demon possessed. And he said, I couldn't wait to pray for him. And he went to go pray for him. And he did. He, he was prayed up, fasted up. And he said that the demon would not come out. He said he went around the rest of the day, did what, what they were to do on their agenda. And he came back the next morning before he left to come home. And he said, I got to pray again. And he said he prayed again for this man and, and it would not come out. And he told me, we're sitting at the pew before service and he's telling me the story. And he said, it, it bothered me so much. I don't understand. I don't understand why didn't this demon come out? And I've prayed for people all over the world before. And, and I've, I've been able to cast these things out and I've prayed and fasted. And, and it just made me think of what in the story that I just told you of how this, we, we did everything the word of God says to do, prayed up, fasted up, and this demon would not come out. And my pastor said he wasn't willing to release it. And, um, and I, when I to go back, push play on the, the rest of that story, I, I met him in the hallway and I asked him, I said, what happened? How did, how did this happen to you? What, what happened there? There had to be a time in your life when, when this thing entered in you. And his, his comment to me was, um, he said, I was married, had children, had a beautiful family, beautiful home, had everything going for me. And he said, one day, um, he, he said, I used to go to church, all these great things. And he said, I started slacking on the things of God. And uh, I started to rebel. And one day I was at work after everyone had left the office, I was cleaning up. And he said, all of a sudden, he said, I felt something jump into my body. And ever since then, I've never been the same. I'm not going to go in details of even some of the things that he said that how these spirits torment him day and night and how he said I had to listen to, I had to put my headphones and listen to Christian music just to keep myself sane of how the enemy is not only just tried to kill him and told him to commit suicide, but how the enemy's actually told him to, to hurt other people. And it concerned me. It really did concern me. And I, and I still pray for this man. I don't know if the man's still alive. Or I don't know. It's been a long time ago, but it concerns me. And when I think about this man we're reading about here, it reminds me of that man that I met. It's, it's personal to me. So let's go back in here. When Jesus said, come out of this man, unclean spirit, he asked him, what is your name? And he answered saying, my name is Legion for we are many. This wasn't just one demon. Legion um, means many. Uh, in verse 11 through 13, it says, Now a, lar a large herd of swine, which were pigs, were feeding near the mountains. So all of the demons begged him, saying, Send us into the swine that we may enter them. And at once Jesus gave them permission. Then the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. There were about 2,000. And the herd ran violently down the steep place into the sea and drowned into the sea. You know, all my life I've heard that story of the man that we call Legion that was demon-possessed and how he lived in a cemetery. But one day I was walking down the aisle after Halloween at Walmart and I was walking down the Halloween aisle. I don't, I, I, we've, in our home, we've never been allowed to celebrate Halloween or any of the festivities of those, but 
I found myself just walking down this aisle just to see what what do people buy? What what how do these people sell? Like what what do they do? What what do they use to celebrate? And they were all discounted. Everything was. And I walked by this set of tombstones that were made out of um, styrofoam. They were painted, just tombstones. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me when I walked by. And the Lord, when, when I seen these, the Holy Spirit spoke to me. And he said, Legion was not the man's real name. Because when I seen the tombstones, I was reminded of a legion that lived in the cemetery. And the Holy Spirit said, legion was not the man's real name. See, the Bible doesn't give us his real name. In ancient times, to say, uh, to name someone, that means that you have authority over them, such as your children. You know, if, if I name a dog, I have authority over it. Satan had named this man and he had taken authority over him. It's a form of bondage. The Bible says, and always night and day, he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. This man was in total bondage. The Bible says, and no one could bind him, not even with chains, because he had often been bound with shackles and chains and the chains had been pulled apart by him and the shackles broken in pieces. Neither could anyone tame him. What do those chains represent? I believe that those chains in, in could represent a form of, of anger, of fear, depression, uh, oppression, o- oppression, hopelessness, denial, worry, addiction, affliction, hurt, unforgiveness. Uh, just because a person battles with one of these things doesn't mean that they're demon possessed. That's not what I'm saying. You see, Satan had placed a name on him that had given Satan authority. Sometimes you might be struggling with one or more of these things that I just listed. And you just feel like that, that you were in total bondage. Anger has filled your heart. You are consumed with the fear of tomorrow. You have a bottle of fix it to clear your mind. Uh, you feel totally hopeless and, and unwanted. You're in denial of something that happened years ago that you just can't change. You worry about things that you can't control, but it controls you. You're addicted to addiction. Can't kick it, although you keep promising God and your family that you will. You know, uh, the sickness that you're battling uh, has caused you to have more fear than faith. Uh, and maybe maybe you have open wound open wounds of hurt that hasn't been dealt with and so the wound has gotten infected and spread all over spiritually you know when i think of unforgiveness unforgiveness itself can harbor diseases it can harbor spiritual diseases unforgiveness unforgiveness is something that can literally hold back the hands of God. It, when you have un, when you are holding unforgiveness, you, in a sense, have um, you have handcuffs on God. The unforgiveness is the handcuffs. 
have you have you yourself or do you know anyone that has allowed the enemy to change your name? When God changes a person's name and it gives them a new name, it's it's to establish an a, a new identity. You see, in Genesis chapter 32, beginning in verse 24, it says, Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until daybreak. When the man saw that he could not defeat him, he struck Jacob's hip socket. And as they wrestled and dislocated Jacob's hip, then he said to Jacob, let me go for it is daybreak. But Jacob said, I will not let you go until you bless me. Verse 27 says, what is your name? The man asked Jacob. He replied, your name will no longer be Jacob. He said, it would be Israel because you have struggled with God and with man and have prevailed. And verse 29 says, but Jacob asked him, please tell me your name. But he answered, why do you ask my name? And he blessed him there. Jacob then named the place Peniel, which means for I have seen God face to face. He said, and I have been delivered. And 31 says, the sun showed on him as he passed by Penuel, limping because of his because of his hip. That is why today that the Israelites don't eat the thigh muscle that is at the hip socket because he struck Jacob's hip at the thigh muscle. You see, Jacob wrestled with God and he said, I won't let you go until you bless me. And after Jacob's name was changed, the Bible says that he even walked different because of his hip. When you let the Lord change your name, you will have a new walk. Now, here's a part where I want to I want to target this message to a certain a certain set of people. Maybe it's you that's listening to this that this message is for. Maybe this is someone that you know that needs to hear this. But I, I want you to just I want you to think for a moment of how I can think of people right now that they say, I, I have messed up. I have done bad things. I'm still currently doing bad things. I have made myself a bad name. I have allowed the enemy to put a bad name upon me. People know me as a drunk, as a drug addict, as a liar, as a cheater. They know me as these things. And I have decided that I can't give my heart to the Lord because I'm unworthy. I just can't do it right now. Because I know that when I do, I have messed up so much that the names of the things that I've done, the places that I've been, that everybody knows about, everybody knows about me, they know what I've done, and they will hold it against me. And the names that they will call me because of where I've been and what I have done will change the outlook of my future in Christ and so that is held over me and I will not give my heart to the Lord now because I feel unworthy. If this is not you that this word is for, I know that you can think of someone right now that it is. 
that you have allowed the enemy to change your name, to have authority over you, but above all else, over your thoughts. See, when you let the Lord change your name, you will have a new walk. Who does the enemy know you as? Just like this man that Jesus set free, you can't come in contact with Jesus and be the same. You'll never be the same. John 8, 36 says, therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Therefore, if the son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. Satan's original name was Lucifer. And God changed his name to Satan, which means adversary. I have, I have, I have a friend that we grew up in church together and without going in details, um, there's some things that, that happened in his life that he didn't deal with. But he was allowing the Lord to deal with it. He was allowing the Lord to help him through. But then there came a time where he made a decision and that decision opened up to a different lifestyle that just say it's not pleasing to the Lord and I'm not, I've not been able to be close with him like I once was because of the choices that he's made. And that it bothers me today because he had, he'd once told me that he was dealing with some of these thoughts. And he said, anyone that tells you that living this type of lifestyle is okay because they were born this way. He said, it's just, it's it's just a cop out because they know it's something they can stand upon that someone can't argue against. He said, but I'm telling you that I know God didn't make me this way. And I know that only God can set me free. And he is now, he was a person that, I mean, was used by God, can sing unbelievably anointed. The Lord would use him in the prophetic, just amazing, amazing man of God. And, and he turned and now he's, he's, he's living a lifestyle of sin. And one of the last times I talked with him through text because he would never talk on the phone. I would, I would have prayed and the Lord would speak to him to, to, to encourage him and, and, and pour into his life. And, and he would never answer the phone, but through text he would. And there was, there was one time he told me of something that happened to him years ago of, of someone that did something to him years ago. And the enemy had used that to, to, uh, to cause him to, uh, not under understand a lot of things which led to the lifestyle that he's in now. And the Lord spoke to me 
And this actually was a pastor. It was a pastor of the church that, that hurt him. And the Lord spoke to me and I, and I, I sent him a text message and I said, ask him how it kind of got it on, on the topic. And he said, you know, I believe, I believe God can heal. I believe God can deliver. I believe God can set people free, but he chooses not to do that to me. For some reason, he chooses not to heal me, not to deliver me, not to set me free. And he kept going on and going on about, about this. And, and I'm saying this, I would, I'd still consider him a friend today. I I, I don't, I'm not, I, I don't know where he works. I don't know nothing about him. I mean, I, we've, we've kind of departed ways and, um, but I, I, I pray for him all the time. But the point of the story is this, the Holy Spirit spoke to me and, and I texted him and I said, can I ask you a personal question? And he wrote back, yes. I said, no, I mean a very personal question about your childhood life. And, and I knew he knew where I was talking about. And he wrote back. Yes. I said, have you ever somehow in your heart, you've asked the Lord to help you somehow to forgive that person that did this thing to you that, had, that, that, that has put this thing upon you that you've lived with your entire life. Have you ever asked the Lord to help you to forgive this person? No matter if don't, don't know, no, don't know nothing about the person. Don't know if he's alive, dead, don't know nothing about him. And his response was no. And my response back to him was until you allow the Holy Spirit to deal with your heart. And I can't tell you it would be easy. I, I don't know the feeling. I know there'd be nothing easy about it. But until you allow the Holy Spirit to deal with your heart, and give you what you need to be able just to forgive in your heart this person for what he did to you, then don't talk about what God can and what, I mean, don't talk, don't tell me what God can't do for you because that unforgiveness is what is holding back the hands of God. You do that. And then if God doesn't do that thing for you, deliver you and completely set you free. Then you got all the right in the world to talk about Jesus. But until you do. Mm -mm. And it reminded me of the Pirates of the Caribbean. I don't remember which one that it was, but the, the character had a key that was hidden that unlocked the chest. And while he was playing the organ, they were able to sneak in all the, through all the tentacles and, and get a hold of that key. That key to unlock that chest, he had hidden deep within him. And he didn't like, he didn't like, he, went, he, he kept it completely protected, wanted it covered, did not ever want to touch it, wanted it to just became, over time, just became numb to it. But I'm telling you something T today I was outside working on a tank that over the past six or seven years, I've put coats of paint over, over this tank 
And every time I'll paint it, I'll put a new set of decals on the outside of it. And I said, before we get working with this tank this year, I'm going to completely sand this tank off and start from scratch down to bare metal. And I went and bought this big sander and in the, I mean, just the, the, uh, the, the bristle that you put on there, the, the sander, I mean, it was extremely harsh and it took me the one side of the tank the other day took me over three hours to get the paint off and I never got it all off. And today I worked on the other side, just getting the paint, just getting layers of the paint off. The Holy Spirit spoke to me as I'm grinding off layers of paint. I began to see old decals that have been covered up. And the, like I said, the, 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 the grinder that I was using, the sander that I was using was, was, is the harshest one that you can buy. I mean, it was like, it was like chunks of concrete. I mean, just tearing, chipping away. And and I had to put well, a lot of force, a lot of pressure. But what, what, what happened was it took something harsh in order for me to get to the bottom, to get back to the bare middle, to start over. I had to go back and rehash some things that have been covered up. And I've seen old decals of our business name and telephone numbers. I've seen two different decals that were covered up. It shed one layer off, shed another layer off, shed another layer off before it hit bare metal. And the Holy Spirit spoke to me and said, there are some things that the Lord is wanting to do in people's lives. But in order to go back you have to be willing to let the Lord uncover because what happens is when you go back and he begins to peel those layers off of things that you've just pushed to the side. I don't want to deal with that. That hurt that unforgiveness. I don't want to deal with that. I'm just going to let it sit over there. I don't want to touch it. It's, it's very tender, but the Holy spirit is saying, I want to set you free. My son, I want to set you free, my daughter, but you have to trust me. You have to trust me. Let's go there. Let me heal you. Let me let me take you back to this and, and begin to show you where I was when this happened. Let me go back and 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 deal with this situation because there's some things that I wanted to impart into you, but you never have left me. You I mean, you never let me. You 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 just wanted to leave it there and walk away. And God is saying, let me deal with that because that is the area that you need healing in. That is the that is that is the source of the fear. That is the source of the worry. That that is the source of of the problems that the that you're facing today is because you've never let me deal with this. Never let me take the situation over. And it was hard through these, the, the, the sanding and the grinding of this, it was going all over. I mean, I was covered. I was covered in this. It stunk. I was, I mean, I had to change my clothes and go take a shower. It was a mess. But let me tell you something. When the paint was off, underneath the paint, before it hit the metal, Underneath the three layers of paint and all the vinyl, 
when it hit the metal, it was rust. You couldn't see the rust because it was covered by paint. What is rust? Rust is when something is not protected and moisture gets it. It, it changes what it is and it begins, it begins to get weak and it deteriorates the metal. And I began to push the sander even harder. The, the rust, the dust was flying everywhere. But then all of a sudden, I began to see the metal. And if I could show you a picture of this tank before I sprayed primer on it, you wouldn't believe what it looked like before to what it looked like after I took it all to bare metal. You could see your reflection because everything that once was there was all gone and God made it new again. You say, what in the world did that story have to do with this story you just got through talking about? Here's what it is. Are you carrying chains of bondage? Have you dug up something from the grave where God delivered you in the past? You see, when, when God changes a person's name, he gives them a new name and he gives them a new identity. And if you are dealing with addiction, he will change your name from addicted to delivered. If you're dealing with bondage, he'll change your name from bondage to set free. From brokenhearted to healed. But I'm going to sum it all up with this. This is what the Holy Spirit spoke to me for the past two days to bring this message just for this point right here. The Lord is wanting to change the things in your life around that you have pushed to the side for far too long. The Holy Spirit has not forgot about you. You would say, God has God has forgotten about me and he's taken care of other people, but he's forgotten about me. God has not forgotten about you. You, if God has a way of doing things that are in order and he doesn't skip steps. He doesn't go from one to four to five, then come back to three. He doesn't work. He, he works in order. And for you, if you want God to change your life, to change your situation, you have to be willing to let God peel back the hurt. Let him deal with the pain. Let him take the bandage off and deal with the, the bruise, the cut, let him heal you of those things so that the, the scab can become a, a scar. And you say, I don't want a scar. But when you look at that scar, that scar, there's no pain in that scar. But you can look at that scar and you know what that scar represents? Legion is not his name. The enemy had put that name upon him. And if he was here today, he would tell you, do not call me Legion because that is not my name. If you allow the Holy Spirit to deliver you, you can say, I once was the drunk. I once was the, the addicted, the, the dope head, but I have allowed the Holy Spirit to change me and I 
the Lord has changed my name from addicted to delivered. He has given me a new name and you can't hold that over me the same way that, that this man would say, stop calling me Legion because that is not my name. The Holy Spirit, God, Jesus has changed my name. Allow the Holy Spirit to change your name. Let him change your situations. Be, this man, he, he ran to Jesus. He ran to Jesus. He was, he lived in a cemetery. He lived in bondage. But the only person, the only thing, the only person that could change him was Jesus. He is the only person that can change you. And, and he will, if you allow him to go to the deep things that you have covered up because you don't want to go there because of how tender it is. He needs to clean up those areas so that they can begin to heal. And he will change your name. And when he gives you a new name, you will have a new identity. And the things that once were, were that the things that the enemy once had named you with are now the scars that you have. And you can begin to witness to people that the enemy has their name to change, change to what you the people that their names are what your name used to be. And you can say, look at this scar. Look at this scar. I am pain free. I have been delivered, but the Lord allowed these scars to stay upon me so that I can be a witness to you to say, see this scar on my left arm. This is when I used to be an alcoholic, but God set me free, but he allowed this scar to stay there as, as, as symbolic of, as a reminder of, so that I can look at that. I can feel that scar and be reminded that Jesus has changed my name, that I'm not the same person. So when you call me a no good for nothing, liar, a thief, uh, adulterer, whatever, you can say that is what I once was. And look, here's the scar to prove it. But see this scar, it's not infected no more. I am healed because I have put on the robe of righteousness and God has given me a new name. And my, my prayer for you today before I end, I want to pray for you. If this, if this message has, has spoke to your heart, I know it's been a little bit longer, but I, I'm telling you the Holy Spirit has spoke to me this week to give you this message. To let you know that if you feel like that you are the person that is living in a cemetery, that have chains of bondage wrapped around you and you say, I can't get this off of me. You may have even tried to commit suicide, but you can't even do that. It's not working. God has a, God has a will for your life that he has blocked. He has blocked it on your behalf. He has blocked it for you to be here today and you to hear the sound of my voice in this word that the Holy Spirit has given me for you to hear. So wherever you are, I want you, I want you to, to surrender it all to God this day. I'm going to pray for you. Heavenly Father, we come before your throne boldly. Oh God, I thank you, God, that your anointing, your word speaks and your word is still alive today as strong as it was when it was first written on the scrolls many, 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 many years ago.
I thank you, God, that your blood still flows and the blood, Lord God, that flows through your veins and the blood that you shed on the cross. The power is still here and I believe it's more powerful now than ever. Oh God, I pray for that person under the sound of my voice. Oh God, that you would restore their mind first, God, restore their mind, restore their thoughts, remind them of the times that they were in ministry, of the times that they had allowed you to work through them, but then they just changed and they took a turn and they went down a path and they never did come back because of guilt because they were worried about what other people would think about them. They were worried about the names that and the names that people were calling them, the way that this man, people were calling him Legion because of what he used to be. Oh God, I pray for the person that's listening today, that's praying along with me, that you would show them and let them feel, God, you working on their, 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 their hurt on their pain, on the bruises, God, that's never been healed, on the, on the scabs that's not turned or into healing. I, I pray that you would, you would open the wounds, God, and you would cleanse them and you would restore them, Lord, and then you would heal them, Father. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus that you would do what only you can do. Holy Spirit, I pray, God, that you would take control of their minds and you would remind them that they are called, they are chosen, that they are a child of God in the same way you did with Jacob, that you changed his name to Israel and that because he wrestled with God and his hip was dislocated, that when he began to walk away, he walked away different. He walked away with a limp because he wrestled with God and his hip was dislocated. Spiritually, that means when we, we allow you to change our names, Oh God, we're going to walk different. So I pray in the name of Jesus this day that you would do this work, Father, for the people Lord, that are listening to this message today. In the mighty name of Jesus, I believe, Father, with these people. I agree together in the name of Jesus. If this word mess, if this message blessed you, if this word spoke to you, uh, I'm sincerely asking you to reach out to us. Reach out to us. That number that I just listed a while ago, Call that number, leave us a message, and I'd be more than happy, Mir, I'd be more than happy to call you back, to pray with you, text us, email us. That number is 502-783-6983, or email address is stanleybrothersministries at gmail.com. Call that number, text the number, email us, let us know that you are blessed by today's message, and the Lord spoke to me today. Ministry is not about shining, but it is about making others shine. So that is that is why we are here is to be an encouragement to you so that you will shine with the glory of God. So the word can go forth and, and would, would hit your heart and will penetrate and do the work that only he can do. So I pray blessings over you. I pray that you'd pick up this word and allow it to soak into your heart and you begin to live for the Lord and put on the full armor of God in the name of Jesus.